Hello and welcome to the Winging It podcast episode 20. Uh, this is the solo one, talking about Japan today. Um, I've not officially got a title for it, I'll make something up as a bit humorous when I put it out to all the platforms, but yeah, welcome to the show. You might hear a fan in the background, it's absolutely boiling here in Vancouver this week. Uh, I think it's record temperatures, you might have seen the news that in the northwest of US and here I've got ridiculous temperatures, I think we're hitting 40, it feels like 45, 46, no aircon, fan is blowing, warm air, it's just an absolute nightmare, this building here is grim, um, there's just no coolness anywhere, so um, yeah, suffering a little bit, but I'm dedicated to this, so you'll get a new episode out of me today. Yeah, in 2018, um, Emma and I went to Japan for about four weeks actually, and um, I thought I'd share um, some cool stuff that we saw um, in our time there, and also what we did, um, a bit of budget stuff, um, accommodation, etc., that might pique some interest in you to go and see Japan when it's uh, safe. I know they're struggling a little bit with COVID at the minute still, but um, I'd imagine next year you could probably get out there um, and see this amazing country. Uh, I'm going to start off um, what our general plan is when we were when we were going in 2018. We thought, well, we heard about the bullet train. Um, so the first thing I can tell you is, yep, the bullet train is unbelievable. It is ridiculously quick, um, which means that if you travel two, three hundred k's from one place to another, it's not actually that much difference in terms of like your day. You can get there in pretty good time. Um, but you can get um, some passes for that, uh, the Japanese rail pass, which is only available to tourists. So um, locals can't get this, but you just need to show your passport and you can get one of these passes. But one of these passes, if it's one, two or three weeks, gets you full access to the bullet train across the country at any time. You just need to book online and it's unlimited um, access. Now, it's slightly expensive when you hear the actual price, but when if you've done one trip from Tokyo to Kyoto, it's going to be roughly the same price for that one trip for this pass. So you might as well get the pass. Um, it's definitely worth doing. Um, yeah, so... We thought, well, we'll get this pass and then we'll just kind of loosely plan a little bit of, um, yeah, a little bit of travel um, up and down the country. We'll stick to the same island, um, possibly go north. I think we're thinking about that. But, um, yeah, general plan is to start in Tokyo, work our way around and then see what we can find. Right. So, yeah, we landed in Tokyo and uh, the first place that we booked um, accommodation in was an actual capsule hotel. Now, this capsule hotel is called Ueno, um, U-E-N-O in Tokyo. Um, it's a pretty cool place to be. It's right in the thick of it, um, like near Ueno Park. Uh, it's got some great um, travel links there as well. And this cool little, yeah, it's a capsule hotel, but it's, it's you know, modern day Japan is not like the old. So this does accommodate uh, males and females and they're mixed dorms as well. Um but this capsule hotel will give you a pretty cool experience um, from both sides of the coin. So Emma and I slept in the same capsule. Um, I think we had one each, actually. And the capsule comes with a like a TV. And I'm not talking about like a little mini TV. This is like a widescreen TV, like the size of your bed. It's unbelievable. You've got your charge ports, you've got your bed, um, like a double bed, real comfy bed, and you get a locker to put your stuff in. Now, these were obviously designed back in the day to... Um, accommodate businessmen who are traveling one place to another and you just stay in there for one night um, you probably get there late leave early next morning it's just somewhere to stay but nowadays there's a bit more for backpackers um, for general people anyway because they're a bit more cheaper um, 
so we thought, do you know what? Let's stay there. It was, I think uh, this might be made up. I think it was actually um, kind of recommended to us, but I cannot remember by who. So we went with it and I absolutely loved it. Now, the facilities are funny um, for a number of reasons. So when we went into like settle down, have a shower, etc. I what I was working with when I sort of dusted my stuff off and got down to the what you call what I can only describe as like a men's lounge, um, divided up men and female. When I went in there, there was like a kitchen, classic vending machines. There was an, these real like super comfy chairs with um, like air coming out of them, and people in robes. And then you go around to the corner, and I had this like unbelievable room with a jacuzzi, a sauna, a steam room. Um, a shower, uh, there was like a hair station, um, I, I'm probably missing some other stuff, and I was like, wow, what, what is this for like, not very much at all, um, I was like, cool, that, that sounds great, so I, I spent like, probably 45 minutes in this place, shower, jacuzzi, the whole lot, I thought, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm lapping this up, so, I sort of come out after 45 minutes, and Emma's like, waiting for me, she's like, oh, what took so long, and I was like, well, you yeah, know, didn't you like, take advantage of all the facilities like the sauna jacuzzi etc what do you mean all that I said you know there's a room to sit in robe you can cook some food if you want you then go through to lounge in another area you can go have a sauna come back in another bit of steam room she went nah mate we had one shower and one box bath and that was all you're getting I was like I couldn't stop laughing I was like what's going on there so obviously back in the day I think they were obviously just built for men and now females modern day Japan is obviously fine you can stay there it just doesn't really cater to the same level for each and it's pretty bad but I guess if the facilities were always there um, they need to do some renovation to get them equalised if you like um, but yeah this capsule hotel was amazing there's a lot of people there because you can fit a lot of people in these like um, sort of stories of rooms I think there's probably seven, eight maybe nine stories this um, capsule hotel so it's pretty big um, it's definitely a Japanese experience and one I'd highly recommend and I just couldn't stop laughing when I had 45 minutes and hours worth of pretty much treatment and Emma was stuck in the box bath but um, yeah for, for about 3,000 to 4,000 yen a night um, which is sort of around 19 to 23 pounds um, you're going to get a decent night kit bit of TV uh, very safe and um, pretty central as well so that's kind of a rough, rough price you're looking for um, in terms of a, of a capsule so yeah, we're bang in Tokyo, and the next thing we got was our rail pass. So um, the prices may have changed a few um, years later, but I've now got my information up. And at the time, I oh know here it is. So Japanese rail pass for seven days um, for ordinary class. You got two classes: ordinary and green. I think green is maybe the the upper class. I don't really know, but it's more expensive, so I always go the ordinary class. So for seven days, you're talking about 29,700 yen. So to put that in context, um, it's just, just yeah, about £195 um, for the week, unlimited travel on bullet trains. Um, so if you're even doing a two-city stay in, in a week, if you're going from like maybe Japan to Kyoto to Yokohama and back, it'll be dearer to book those trains individually rather than get this pass this pass is well worth it we actually got the 14 day pass for 47,250 yen um, so almost double the price um, a little bit, little bit cheaper um, 
because we thought, well, we'd rather have the flexibility of deciding where to go next and then having the ability to get there from this train, um, which takes literally... I mean, they're travelling 200 kilometres now, aren't they, whatever they're doing. So, um, And it's so quiet and so on time. Like Nothing's going wrong. It's just somewhere that just does things properly. So, um, yeah, it's a cool experience. Uh, I would highly recommend Capsule Hotel. And if you start in Tokyo, get the Japanese Rail Pass. You've got some options. Um, this doesn't include, this Rail Pass does not include uh, the local like metro system. So just bear that in mind. You probably have to get um, another like Oyster Car type thing. Um, or just pay individually. Um, we never use taxis um, or buses. We just got the train. Why would you? Even the local buses, no point. Um, the only thing we used was um, international flights or domestic flights if you're going quite far. Um, but yeah, trains is the way to go in Japan. So bear that in mind and get that booked. Um, yeah, so some places to, to see in Tokyo. Tokyo is what a great city that is. Um, we only stayed in uh, that capsule hotel for, I think, probably around... Oh, six seven nights um yeah maybe a bit less but tokyo was just um <laughs> it's, it's so much stuff going on there that you, you can't do it all but we also chucked in last minute um a mount fuji hike on the last day of the hiking season which i do not recommend but i'll come to that in a minute so tokyo has got some great places to see um tokyo tower i love a tower i love going up and seeing their bird's eye view of the whole place and um, that's definitely worth checking out. Uh, Weno Park is really nice. It's got some um, like cool uh, sort of like temple things in the in the middle of the long grass. Um, so it's like yeah, it's pretty cool to go and see. Imperial Palace is a must as well. Um, go and see the old Imperial Palace, um, the classic Golden Temple at Shinjuku Gardens. Uh, I put a post on my Instagram, uh, James Hammond Travel. Make sure you follow. Um, the other day, and it's a Golden Temple in the middle of the lake. It's very very popular. Um, and it's worth seeing um, I loved it as well um, then you've got like the local izakayas so izakayas is like a, maybe a Japanese pub um, if you're vegetarian might struggle to get some vegetarian food in those sort of places but um, if you want a good local beer um, and it's sort of like quite a smoky place as well it's definitely worth checking out um, we went to Ramen Street in Tokyo which is near one of the big stations like the train stations and um, local ramen's great anyway but this sort of Ramen Street had all like different types of kinds of ramen so we obviously went to a vegan vegetarian one and with no like meat or fish broth and stuff and that was just unbelievable um i'm not a huge fan of like that type of soupy food but i was smashing in the ramen with eggs that's unbelievable um you've got to try your gaming shops in tokyo we went into a few they love their little gaming like techno shops and um, just get some yen and the currency um yeah you can go and play some games in there it's pretty cool we also done some uh, calves, like a hedgehog calf. I'm not sure if that was great. I think they were looked after, um, but then didn't look. I think we held an albino one and a another some bog standard hedgehog, and that was cute. Um, but not really sure about that. But um, we went to another cat calf as well, and that was quite good fun. These cats were running around weren't too interested in humans, to be honest. But um, yeah, that was worth doing. Um, there are some walking tours in Tokyo. Uh, if you search up um, Tokyo walking tours, um, there's loads about um, which walk around like, different parts of Tokyo. And they're normally obviously free walking tours. Um, they're actually held mostly by maybe students trying to learn English or maybe like try and meet some people, um, but all by locals and they take it to like, some real cool spots. Um, so we've done some of that as well. And if you're on a bit of a budget, that's a pretty cool way to spend your day in Tokyo. 
And we also went to the Shibuya, Shibuya crossing, you know, the classic one with like five, six different areas of the road where they all cross at the same time. Pretty intimidating, but that's worth checking out as well. Um, get a classic video. I put a video up today on my Instagram page, James Hammond Travel, make sure you follow, um, which shows like the craziness it can get to. We also had a bit of a trendy drink up the New York bar, Park Hyatt, Tokyo. Um, if I recall, it's a bit of a trek in terms of a walk. Um, you can probably get a taxi there if you want to. Um, but yeah, we're walking around any evening, early evening, and we want to go at night to see the lights. Um, very trendy, westernised bar in terms of prices. I mean, Tokyo's expensive anyway, but this is a little bit more expensive. But we got a daiquiri in and looked at the view, and it's well worth it if you want to get a great, like, um, real high-end view of, of Tokyo. Uh, make sure you dress up though you can't go in shorts and t-shirt um, another great thing we tried um, it's a calf called the Mason Abel Calf Ron Ron I'll repeat Mason Abel Calf Ron Ron and this is an all you can eat cake calf now yeah dream when I saw that I was like right we've got to go in I think you have to we queue for about 10 minutes to get in uh, I don't know if you've done this in London or wherever but you just sit in one spot and there's like a little conveyor belt of cakes and you take whatever ones you want and you think you can smash them all but by the time you're like seven, eight cakes and you're done but you just can't stop um, and I absolutely loved it there I think we are there for about 45 minutes smashing all these cakes um, so yeah, so make sure you get to those sort of calves it's a classic Japanese thing as well quite close to uh, Tokyo is Hikone and it's known for its onsens so Hikone is reachable by train I think that probably a local train not a not a bullet train uh, so you can't use it on your pass but Hakone is worth going to because it has its onsen so onsens are like your baths um, imagine the royal baths in Cheltenham or Bath or wherever and these have got like male and female separated and you need to be prepared here because it's full naked on like no no clothes are supposed to be worn it's full on naked tackle out the whole lot so what happened was that with our trip there is it's a little expensive um, but it's worth doing for a couple of hours because you, you can really go in these natural pools and, and chill out and I had my bag and I got a bit excited and ran straight in and then I realised when I was getting changed and I was pretty much naked that I had no towel I was like oh what the hell do I do I can't I can't run out naked into the foyer where everyone's going to see me I can't obviously go into the female one because it's not, not allowed I can't shout over um, the wall because she won't hear me I'm like what the hell do I do but as with classic Japan there's always something in a vending machine and I had a bit of yen I thought oh what a chance there may be a town of vending machine so I went to where you walk into the onsen change rooms and there's a vending machine and I looked there's one towel left for 100 yen so 100 yen um, let me just get the official I think it's probably about yeah it's about 65 to 70 pence and I've still got a towel now and I was absolutely saved by this little towel that came from this vending machine and uh, yeah it's a little souvenir from the place um, but that saved my ass. so got in there tackled out went in shared all these um, like natural hot pools different temperatures um, with all these um, mostly old uh, Japanese men which is fine and you sort of chill out and, and get get the heat underneath your toes and all that sort of stuff um, definitely worth doing um, it's like a spa basically um, but they're all natural pools. I think Hakone's probably got some natural springs around it. That's why it's based there. So yeah, they're, they're worth doing around Tokyo. And then we, yeah, we, we last minute 
what to climb Mount Fuji, but we're coming towards the end of the hiking season and we looked and there was some, some, some spaces left for the permits that we needed. Also some accommodation. And last minute we're like, yeah, let's do it. No, no real um, sort of like recommendations or research gone into it. We thought, right, we'll book accommodation that we see and we'll book in the bus and book in the permit. So we booked our accommodation at the Gore Kukan Hut. Um, which is actually the highest one on the mountain. Um, it's actually the closest to the summit. Um, it's about 45 minutes from the summit. We thought, do you know what? Let's get the most of it done so we can leave at a reasonable time there to the summit next morning. Um, they don't really have a price. It's a bit weird. You have to email them and they email you with like a quote. Um, and you can obviously accept it or go and see the other huts. But we thought, yeah, we'll go and do that. Put that in. And then to get into the actual like admission to the park it's a thousand yen so not too bad but the bus from Tokyo to Mount Fuji is 2,600 yen per person um, and it's a two days one night hike and you stay obviously at accommodation and when we arrived I was actually pretty buzzing uh, I read a few things about it just before we left and it's not a hard hike and at that point I've been pretty um, experienced in my hikes um, I've done quite a few but one thing I did not uh, expect on this day, and it was just one of those things you don't expect, was it absolutely pissed it down. I'm not talking a bit, I'm not talking about a little bit of rain. Hours upon hours of torrential rain, it would not stop. The sort of rain that you get to when you you, you accept you can't do anything about it. When you're wet, you've still got a bit of hope you can get dry or get warm. Um, but this was just relentless and... It was just chaos because there's no other huts open, pretty much, and no other like stop-off points open. So normally on the on the hike, any other day of the season, as you go up, you can stop off for a coffee or a ramen, like these like little huts, um, cold drink, whatever it is. But because it's the last day of the season, no one was open. Apart, from, I think there's one there's one shack that was open and I was serving coffee, um, and that was it. Like smashed the coffee in, but it was just relentless rain. Um, but yeah, we hiked up, switched back after switched back, and we got up to Guaykukan Hut. And I must admit, it's actually not a hard hike, but the rain made it really hard. Um, but in a normal day, it'd be pretty easy to do. So we got to Guaykukan Hut, and I understand it's the last day of the season and they're wrapping up, but the service there was pretty terrible. Um, they made us sleep in these huge bunk beds that were like continuous so one end to the other no real like department bits to it so you're kind of like sleeping to the random guy next to you but they also made us put our clothes in bin bags and hang above where we're sleeping so we're like dripping wet with like the soakiness of our clothes I was like what what is going on here but I think in normal times they'd be out in the front bit um, but they obviously clean it all up for the next day when they all go back down the mountain so they, they kind of didn't really give a shit really like they gave you food obviously and that was cool and we warmed up, got dry, but they just did not care about you sleeping underneath like bin bags of wet clothes. This is pretty grim. I guess if it wasn't raining, it wouldn't be too bad, but um, that's a bit annoying. And then F1, as per usual, oh, let, let's leave at 4am for sunrise. No, let's not. Let's just wake up normally and grab at normal time. And Emma and I were like, probably one of the last ones to leave the hut the next morning. And there was a bit of, bit of break in the sky. We're above, we're above the cloud at that point. The view down was absolutely nothing, just cloud. But at least it wasn't raining. So the hike up to the summit was a pretty easy hike, 45 minutes, even not even that. 
straight to the top got to the top of uh, Mount Fuji pretty cool achievement everyone loves to do that um, got a couple of photos looked down to the great sort of cloud that surrounded it and I knew that as soon as we were going down we got to get back into that cloud and get wet again so that's pretty annoying um, but I would I'd actually do it again on another day with a better weather um, 100% so make sure you try and do as much research as you can to not suffer as we did right better rattle through here so Kyoto uh, I'm, not, I'm not doing this in order of where we went um, just kind of got notes really um, Kyoto has got another golden temple it's Kinkaku Kinkaku-ji temple um, again I've, I've talked about like golden temples in the middle of the lakes they're great to go and see obviously the main one of the main things in Kyoto is Arishiyama bamboo forest you know that classic photo of uh, those really thin trees that go like they sort of bend into each other now what you see on Instagram is a great picture of a forest with no people but in real life it's absolutely heaving with people um, maybe try and get there as early as you can to avoid the crowds um, I've got a photo of it and I'll put it up this week but it's kind of at an angle where you can't see the people where it was heaving but it's an absolutely brilliant forest bamboo forest going walk through um, pretty serene so that's definitely worth checking out in Kyoto um, we also checked out the classic Fushimi Inari shrines is the one with the red gates um, a classic one you go up the hill and you can hike up all the way to the top if you want to um, the further you go at the top less people you see so if you want a classic photo of you walking through some red gate temples um, make sure you go as far up as you can we did go as far up to not see so many people but it's a boiling hot day and we just wanted to try and get as much as possible and get into aircon which I was doing that now so that's definitely worth checking out um, and there's some great like, little tourist shops near there as well pretty easy to get to as well um, we also checked out uh, Kyoto Tower of course I mean why else get a tower on the go get some um, classic views um, but Kyoto has got a great little vibe it's um, it's kind of like old school um, I think it is the old school of Japanese culture it's not too modern um, it's not like the high rise buildings seen in Tokyo and stuff so all the buildings are quite old and um, you can stay in some classic ryokans and stuff like that um, which are quite expensive but a ryokan is a, a traditional Japanese room quite luxury and it's like the the futonic bed you get on the floor in some cases you get like breakfast and tea delivered to you as well it depends how much you pay they can range from anything from 6,000 to 15,000 yen per night and depending on what type of luxury you want to have um, so bear in mind yeah, 100 yen is 65 pence so yeah you can do the maths on that so Kyoto's got loads of ryokans if you want to go check those out and we stayed in a in a pretty decent one for about 7,000 yen um, a night and it's really cool um, I'm not great sleeping on the floor though so um, it's not for me long term but um, yeah you can definitely check that out but yeah if you walk around the old town in Kyoto you've got the local restaurants bars um, and that sort of stuff as well um, not as lively as other places and not as crazy um, but again it's more old school as well um, in Japan we also checked out um, some other places like Hiroshima um, we also went to the Peace Memorial Park and the Atomic Bomb Dome as well as the um, museum as well um, you've got to check out all that sort of stuff for your historic um, sort of knowledge really it's crazy that's, that sort of thing happens but yeah the Atomic Bomb Dome is really interesting um, you walk along the river in Hiroshima and yeah you've got this old relic of um, I guess it's like a temple or 
a building and it's like half kind of like there but it's been preserved and I think it's one of the very few buildings that actually survived the atomic bomb and it's just crazy to walk around it and just look at the history and it's a stark reminder about what human beings can do but at Peace Memorial Park is also um, you can go and see where the bomb actually dropped there's like a little spot there as well um, and you just kind of get get some perspective in, in the museum about what actually happened there and how awful it was but Hiroshima's great um, I really loved it there it was super hot as well when we went we went in September time and that was super hot walking around these parks with these temples and we just had to get an aircon um, getting a calf and we did actually see a basset hound calf um, weirdly enough the guy who owned it used to live near this um, which is near Norwich and I think his friend owned a Chinese restaurant oh no sorry maybe, sorry Japanese restaurant down there um, and we took his details and that's worth that's quite funny um, but it's a, a bit of a local bar to where we were staying so um, we stayed in a hostel in Hiroshima and um, hostel dorms will cost you 1500 yen to 4000 yen a night um, pretty decent for like maybe a four bed dorm um, yeah so that, that Basset Hound Calf was just pretty local um, you should also um, check out Shukayin Garden I think that's a garden we are walking through when it was really hot it had like like a little moat around this temple pretty cool but pff, my word that was hot um, we also checked out Nagasaki as well um, we went up um, Mount Inasa um, if you, I think you can get a cable cut up there it's got a great view of, uh, of Nagasaki as well and again there's another, another atomic bomb memorial down there um, Nagasaki is a bit smaller it's like one road it goes from top to bottom and it's got all the stuff in the middle of it um, not too much going on there but I just want to go and check it out and I'm glad we did it did piss down around a little bit there though uh, another thing to check out as well Kobe has got it's known for its steak we didn't really go there we had a walk, we went to a waterfront park for a day um, and walked around Kobe but yeah it's got some great steak if you're into that sort of thing um, Nara Park um, this is also uh, a popular spot because it's got deers running about the park um, so if you love your deers and you can pat some deers they come up to you and get some food off you or whatever that's definitely worth checking out also Nara has um, great Japanese pizza called Okonomiyaki and we went to a local restaurant called Surigamachi's. Um, I'll try and post some of the stuff on Instagram, like spelling wise, so you can check it out. Um, I think Emma found this on Instagram. It's like a, it was definitely a local place. It was not really anywhere near the centre. Um, we had to walk a bit, bit out of town to go there, and only locals were there. But yeah, she she drummed up this amazing Japanese pizza. Um, yeah, unbelievable food. So there were kind of the the areas we went to. Um, I'm sure I've missed them out. Uh, yeah. Lastly, Osaka. We didn't really check out much of Osaka because we flew out that day, but Osaka was just mind-blowing. Um, top, as in the air, there's like trains about, there's obviously ground level all weaving in each other and you've got the metro system. It was just towards the end of our trip in Japan and we're like, we almost can't deal with it. <laughs> but we went to Osaka Castle, which is really great. Osaka Castle was a great little visit. And we went to Shitanoji Temple as well. Um... Yeah, they were just like the classic um, sort of like uh, culture shock almost. Um, yeah, just kind of like, oh, wow, I just I think we're at the end here. Not sure I can deal with this. Um, yeah, so that's definitely worth uh, checking out if you've got a bit more time. I think I would check out Osaka next time, but maybe at the start of the trip. So I talked about accommodation, um, food and drink. Uh, I'm going to wrap this up in a few minutes food and drink so yeah they have these like breakfast meals at the start of the day you can go to any cafe and it's like three to five hundred yen and you get like an orange juice 
a coffee and like a bagel or something of the similar type thing um and it's definitely a great way to start a day because it's quite cheap um if you're going to get some yam, uh, ramen and um, they're going to cost around a thousand yen noodles around 500 yen uh, sushi meal i'm not i don't like sushi so but i reckon you get some real cool sushi there that's where it's from so if you're into that sort of stuff i haven't really got a good price for you but i've got 2000 yen here maybe for a basic sushi um lunch sets um 12,000 yen so you're going to be p- paying out i think we stuck to two meals a day actually um yeah because it's not that cheap dinner and drinks at an izakaya would be four to five thousand yen dinner about a thousand to two and a half thousand yen and anything with a vending machine is going to be a hundred or two hundred yen but yeah so classic foods like the, the japanese pizza explained ramen um the classic um sushi as well um i loved having the uh japanese curries oh, i love them and um, I, I kept getting them all the time but vegetarian ones were hard to find but i smashed them as much as i could um i thought everyone in japan drank coke but no it was iced coffee my bad um every morning because it's so hot you i think oh they're drinking coke this time what absolute lads but no it was actually um iced coffee um 300 yen for your coffee um bottled water 100 150 yen and beer got loads of beer options like I will say if you go to a bar, the Japanese people will try to speak to you. Like they probably know ten to twenty words. Um, we sat and had a, a nice little drink in Tokyo, and this group of about four or five females and males were trying to speak to us. Like we got the old app out, we tried to talk to them, but just couldn't really get any proper conversation because they didn't really speak that much. But Japanese people are so nice; like, they'll try and help you, try and understand what you're trying to say. If they don't understand what you say, they'll still try and help you. They're really like top-notch people. And the whole culture of the place is just like one of organisation, one of friendliness, one of intrigue. Um, it's just a, it is a culture shock. You're going to be shocked when you go there if you've not been to anywhere in Asia. And it's probably unlike any other Asian country. So, um, yeah, I'd really get there um, as soon as you can. In terms of a budget, if you're a backpacker, um, I'm easily saying I've got US dollars here, five to six hundred US dollars a week. Um, if you go medium, um, that's going to be between six and a thousand dollars a week, um, all in. Um, just because it's it's not a cheap country, so you, I would advise to save for it as much as you can. Um, there are some useful websites in uh, for Japan. So if you go to www.japan-guide.com, um, it's got some great tools in there for all your like accommodations or food or where to go or prices of everything so that's a great website to check out um japanrailpass.net is for your rail pass for your budget um for your bullet trains and also highway-buses.jp could be good for local transport as well um in terms of your visas um it's 90 days on arrival um for us canadian and uk citizens um north of the country's got skiing so bear that in mind if you're a skier um, we were going to go up there I think there's an earthquake when we are there I was going to go see my friend John but he said not to come because everything was down there's no food to eat etc so um, yeah that could be also worth checking out Okinawa as well in the southern islands if you want a bit of beach action so yeah I'm going to wrap this um, podcast up now so just to finalise on Japan um, yeah go there probably if you're not skiing September to November um, but March to May if you want to go and ski I guess um, 
but I think if you're a hardcore skier you want to go in the, the height of winter but I'm not sure how hardcore it gets there um, so I think they, they advise you to go on like that shoulder season before and after um, but I'll let you do the research on that if you're a skier but when we went in September it was boiling hot so just bear that in mind um, yeah so I want to wrap this up thanks for listening um, I haven't got a quote today because it's too hot and I haven't planned one but my quote is going to be on Japan actually if you really want somewhere where the people are lovely the food is awesome it's organised chaos but also there's so much to see and do Japan is the way and if you can learn a bit of basic Japanese it will really get you a long way because a lot of people don't speak English and that's fair enough um, but yeah if you can speak a little bit of Japanese it's hard language to learn it's like three alphabets um, yeah just try and try and do that to help you along um, and take a raincoat because you're going to need it so yeah Japan's great hope you had some information there a few stories chucked in pack your sun cream and I hope to see you next week we've got some great guests coming up in the next couple of weeks uh, I think the next three weeks we've got some guests so we have a great stint there um, I'm getting to the end of my list now so if you want to come and talk travel on my podcast let me know and I'll, I'll schedule you in so take care if you're based in Vancouver or the northwest of the US take care in terms of the heat it's absolutely boiling hot um, try and go in the mall or a cat and get that aircon in um, all the best take care be inspired thank you for listening to my Wing and podcast today you can check out my website jameshammond.org for all the links to all the platforms for your podcasts including Apple Podcasts Google and Spotify there's a contact form on the homepage for you to get in contact for anything you want me to discuss to visit travelling don't forget to check out my Instagram page James Hammond Travel where I post daily about my last 10 years of travelling travelling and more travelling Finally, please rate the podcast. I really appreciate it if you rate it. Leave some comments. I'd love to read them. Stay safe, happy listening, happy reading, and be inspired.